Glory. That was a real epic time of prophetic worship and prophetic proclamation. Say that ten times fast. If you want the prophetic proclamation of the prophetic praise, prophetic proclamation of praise, go to www.joelsbar.tv. <laughs> There's about 1,500 worship times on there that will completely astonish you. In the astonishment of the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verse 26 in the Amplified Classic. And overwhelming astonishment and ecstasy seize them all. What is the ministry of Christ? What is the red letter ministries? The overwhelming ecstasy seizing them all. That's the truest and purest form of the hundredfold glory realm. It's when you're preaching, you're teaching, you're demonstrations of power, your workings of mighty miracles astonishes everyone and seizes them, not with do's and don'ts, oh God, I gotta go to church and the party's over. No, but with ecstasy. That's what the Bible says. You studied out. That's the Amplified Classic. That's what it says in the Greek. No Bible scholar can refute the Amplified Translation because that is accurately translated by Bible scholars of what it says in the Greek. The preaching and the teaching and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what he brought was ecstasy. What he brought was the third heaven realm of glory. If you are demonstrating the ministry of Christ out of your belly with the mind of Christ and the river of Christ and the throne of God and the Lamb and you're ministering the kingdom of heaven, it will always bring overwhelming astonishment and ecstasy will seize, how many? Seize all, recover all, heal all. The problem is, is there's still partially us in here. Like we think we have something. You ever seen divine ecstasy come out of a human soul? It's a fantasy, non-existent thing. I mean, Satan's got nothing to counterfeit the new wine, to counterfeit the hundredfold glory realm. Satan's got nothing to counterfeit the Garden of Eden. All he can do is tempt you with religious spirits, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, but he mainly will get you into some religion, and when religion burns you out in your soul, trying to do it in your self-effort, then he'll give you some alcohol, some sexual morality, and some shame, and in drugs, a lot of people go back to drugs. A lot of people go back to smoking marijuana. But we read in Second Kings, death is in the pot. Amen? <laughs> death is in the pot. You know that verse. Hallelujah. Glory. There's death in the pot. Because they've been eating vegetables, green gourds, instead of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That's the mixture that's in the church. And by church, I mean the bride of Christ. The Bride of Christ has had some green vegetables, some poison, you know? And they exclaim to Elisha, there's death in the pot! Now that's the rhema word of God because God is dealing with the mixture of the green spices and the poisons and the vegetables, the green gourds, and the different things of the external realm that have been mixed in with Christ in us, the glory realm. Amen? And it's awesome. You know, there have been stewards of the glory. My first, my first time ever going to church. I'm so excited right now that I'm just like giddy. 
But my first time ever going to church was 20 years ago. About, about 19 and a half years ago, I went to Redeeming Love Church right after I was born again. Like a week old in the Lord or something. I'd just gotten saved, just got born again, October 15th or whatever. And they had Ruth Heflin at Redeeming Love Church. And there were ministers like Ruth Heflin of the glory realm. And I got covered in gold dust. The first time I'd ever gone to church as a Christian, I got covered in gold dust at a Ruth Heflin meeting at Redeeming Love Church in Maplewood, Minnesota about 20 years ago. And, you know, it's deceiving because it's like even the greatest ministers of the glory realms, high-level glory realms, were God-outside-minded. Ruth was God-outside-minded. Joshua Mills, God-outside-minded. Now, I understand, those are two of my favorite ministers of all time, so there is no condemnation, but I'm telling you guys, to... In the honor of Ruth Heflin, in the honor of Joshua Mills, in the honor of people that have carried the glory and done awesome, mighty signs, miracles, and wonders and blessings for the bride of Christ during the wilderness. In honor of them, we're going to go deeper and we're going to realize where that glory realm came from and we're going to give the throne of God and the Lamb in our bellies the credit. We're going to give God the glory and God is where? Christ in you, the Father in us doing the works. The Father is within. The Father is within. That is the next level that we go into from church age into kingdom age. From second day church where the glory realm was an external glory. You know, but it's been a fading glory, hasn't it? Because we didn't know where it was coming from. We didn't have the revelation of where the glory comes from. The mind of Christ, the rainbow, the seven spirits of God that produce the glory cloud on earth comes out of our innermost beings and through our yielded souls, our surrendered and submitted souls. That's where the glory comes from. The glory doesn't just fall from outer space. The glory comes from men and women's hearts, their inner man who walk with the Father on the inside that have intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and have reached full spiritual stature by repenting of religion of the external realm. Why did God allow the external realm to have signs, miracles, glory, healings, people getting drunk in the Spirit? Because that's where we were at. God meets you where you're at. But if you go deeper, you're going to find out where He's at and He's not out there. He's in you. He's in you. He's in your belly. The river of life comes out of men and women's bellies. The glory comes out of men and women's inner man submitted in their soul to the Father. Do you understand that yet? That's coming out of wilderness leading on your beloved. It's coming out of your soul having a mixture of come Holy Spirit or God's on the outside or where's the glory cloud and looking for the glory cloud going from conference to conference, ministry to ministry, hot church hopping around the whole planet trying to find revival and we found revival. We found the revivalists of all revivalists. We found the Father within. Now this is the astonishment of like finding the Ark of the Covenant. People are all into the Old Testament and they want to know where's the ark and did we find the ark and we got Ron Wyatt, you know, found the ark of the Old Covenant in Golgotha in Skull Hill and the blood had come down where Christ was crucified and, and it dropped right on the mercy seat and fulfilled the Old Covenant and we're like all into, you know, finding those relics and stuff like that. But 
You know, all of that is symbolic of you finding Christ within you. I mean, that's the promised land. That's the pot of gold. That's the rich treasury of glory. That's promised land hundredfold glory. When you finally wake up to the realization of Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the realization of the glory, where the glory comes from. I tell you the truth, the glory stream, the glory stream, the pinnacle of the charismatic church hasn't even realized where the glory comes from yet. But when we do, it's never-ending revival. That is the last piece of the puzzle and our minds renewed to finding the Ark of the New Covenant. What's the Ark of the New Covenant? The very throne of God and the Lamb of Revelation 22 verse 1. Should we read it? Let's go there. Then he showed me the river whose waters give life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne of God and the Lamb. And in John 7:38, it comes out of your belly. So you have the throne of God and the Lamb in your belly, and from your belly flows the river that sparkles with life. And it's crystal clear. And it stays crystal clear when it comes up through you. The issue is, is your mind renewed enough for it to get through your brain? Is your brain crystal clear? You know, the renewal of the mind is the transfiguration of your entire life, of your entire world. Romans 12.2 says you're transfigured by the renewing of your mind. In Greek, the word is metamorphosis. You're metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind. By what? By the river. By the throne of God and the Lamb releasing the river out of your belly. The reason why people don't change or have internal metamorphosis is because they're God-outside-minded. Because their head is in the stars that fell from heaven with the dragon's tail. Their head is submitted to Leviathan, Egypt. Their head is submitted to Jezebel, false prophet. I mean, like, even the greatest prophetic circles, and I mean, not to pick on these people, but it happened today, so it's fresh, and I won't even name names. I won't even expose. I'll cover. I love them. But get invited to the seer prophet group, you know? I'm like, and I'm excited because I'm like, well, maybe these people are actually ready to realize the glory. Maybe they're ready to find the river and jump in the river and submit to the throne of God and the Lamb and the rainbow river of the mind of Christ in their belly. Maybe they're ready for harvest. Nope. First one-sentence revelation, blocked, banned, condemned, removed without a message or any communication. Hallelujah. And they're bigwigs in the charismatic church. I know them in Texas, and I've seen them host Joshua Mills, and I know all the inner workings of their glory stream. They're bigwigs in the glory stream. This isn't just social media. Social media is an extension of your, of your natural realm, you know? We broadcast worldwide, but everyone that knows me in Minneapolis knows that I'm like this 24-7, 365. Amen, Penny? People don't have a grid that you can live 24-7, 365, in the river, in the mind of Christ, fully controlled, fully yielded, fully blessed, fully healed, and I live it. Now, hardly anyone else around me lives it, but I live it. We walk in this. We don't just talk this talk. We walk, we walk this walk. There's a price to be paid for the message you're hearing today, and it's everything in your carnal mind, everything in your animal soul, everything of self, everything of immorality, idolatry, everything of sorcery, everything of religion, and everything of rebellion. Really, just 
It costs you the world, and they love not their lives even unto death. It costs you your death. It costs you the things in the world that are of the fading glory realm, of the external natural realm. So hallelujah, you get never-ending revival as a river. That's the born-again package. That there's a river that proceeds from the throne of God that's already in your belly. Now the journey is the renewing of the mind to realizing the glory. And every day you, you eat the Word, you read the Bible, you pray in tongues, and, and you try to obey it, and you get to know Him, you worship. Worship is a huge one. Giving Him praise, giving Him thanks, getting your eyes off yourself, because Satan will tempt you to do anything except get your mind renewed. Literally. He'll let you have success in the natural dimension. He'll give you a BMW. I've seen him give people BMWs so they'd have natural success, so they'd stop growing in their inner man, so they'd stop having fellowship with God the Father. That any Mammon is the main one. If you let mammon father your heart, you're dead. I mean, Jesus even said that's what will send you to hell. The roots of all evil, the love of money, letting money father your inner man, father your heart. Money fathers many people's hearts. We're going to get the money out of your hearts. And we're going to get the money under your feet. Why? Because we walk on streets of gold. God's not trying to rip you off, rob you. He's not taken from you. He's not a thief like Satan. He always increases. He increases wealth. He increases prosperity. And even to Abraham, he says, this is the covenant that creates wealth. And you are the offspring of Abraham, the children of faith. It is written. God is not looking to rip you off. He's not looking to steal from you. He doesn't need anything from you. He just loves you so much that He wants to father your inner man. He's the Father within. He's the Father within. You don't need to look for Him out there. The Father is within you. The Father is already in you. The only issue is submitting your carnal mind, your brain, to that truth. Saying, yes, what you just said to me is the truth. And when you agree with the prophetic truth, the prophetic word, then you have a revelation and it's an explosion of light in your inner man and you get to know God more. You know God on the inside by revelations, truths, living truths, fire and glory. And it enriches your relationship, your intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit within you and you begin to know the Father face-to-face, inside your body, as an inner man filled with the Father, and that itself is the new covenant of why Jesus Christ died on the cross. Not so you'd have more synagogue, church, and external religion. That's all Satan. It is. It is, it is all Satan. I mean, even the good stuff. Listen, you guys, we're here to pastor cities and nations, and I know people have all kinds of opinions about everything, but I'm telling you, on the top of the mountain of transfiguration, there were no shelters, amen? The, the whole idea that we need to encapsulate is that yesterday's manna that turns moldy. Because we don't trust God that He's got a spring for us every day. His mercies are new every day. I'm going to have to hold on, shelter it, contain it. We got a word yesterday. We need to hold on to that word because we're not certain if God's going to give us a fresh word, some new manna, some hidden manna, some fresh bread, some hot bread today. But you'll find there's life on every word in the Bible every day. You'll find that the Holy Ghost will illuminate the Word in your heart, in your mind, constantly. And what you thought was a dead letter turns into new wine. 
These scriptures will leap off the pages and transfigure you. It's true. You can only be transfigured by the Word of God. There is no other King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Revelation 19, except the Word of God. And the Word of God is living, active, and energized and sharper than any two-edged sword to the dividing asunder of soul from spirit, bones and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and intents of the hearts. And you want the thoughts and intents of your hearts judged because that's how you see the Father in you when you let Him judge everything in you that's not God. And you're scared of punishment? No, you should be scared of holding on to dead stuff inside your inner man because that's what's killing you and robbing you of your birthright in Christ Jesus. Judgment from God is the greatest salvation of all time because He's only judging Satan in you. He's only judging Leviathan in your animal soul, in your carnal mind, in your flesh. I mean, the flesh counts for nothing. What do we do? You know, we count the flesh for something. That's the problem. And the only flesh Jesus ever talked about was the brain, where he was crucified, Golgotha. You know, we think the brain is still something. No, it's nothing. It's nothing. What something is God the Father, the mind of Christ. you got to go from zero in your brain to 100% in your belly, the mind of Christ. That's promised land. If you think it has something to do with you and your brain, you'll give yourself the glory instead of God the glory on the throne in your belly, in your heart. See, that's where we cut ourselves off from God. Pride. You had something to do with the miracle, the sign, the wonder, the preaching, the teaching, the ministry. It was something about you. Well, it's something about Christ in you. And God the Father will add the rewards unto you supernaturally. But if you don't trust God and you don't know God, you'll want to do it yourself with the arm of flesh, with the building systems of man, with the sand castles of Egypt. You know what I mean? With religion, with the shelters of Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John, I mean, we're talking about the pillars of the apostolic church of the glory cloud of the first century. And if these mighty apostles that turned the world upside down were idolaters idolaters, you don't understand that, were re religious and Satan was manifesting out of their carnal minds on the top of the mountain of transfiguration, you think Satan won't manifest out of your carnal minds? Oh, much, much worse than Peter, James, and John. Much worse. That's what we've encountered every single day of the preaching of the ecstasies of God for 11 years. The gospel of God is the ecstasy of God. And ecstasy seized them all in the preaching of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The glory is the ecstasy, the glory cloud. Out of his belly flowing the river or the Father, and ecstasy sees them all. So the true demonstration that God the Father is involved in the person's preaching through their inner man is that ecstasy is seizing everyone that's listening. That's why very few people can listen because they still think it's something about the flesh and it's got to be about witchcraft. It's got to be about Satan. It's got to be about the stars that fell from heaven. It's got to be about me. It's got to be about me. It has nothing to do with you. It's all about the Father in you and all He's trying to do is seize you in ecstasy, but you want the credit. You want the pride. You want the rewards in your natural man. And that's why you don't know ecstasy. That's why you don't know about the trance realm and the glory realm and you don't walk around in a glory cloud and you don't know the angels and you, you live a natural life instead of a supernatural life. 
That's because of the pride of man that we still think in our brains we can add to Christ's works. <laughs> that we can add to the blood sacrifice of Jesus. Like, let me mix some of my blood in with Him. Let me mix some of my vegetables in with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Here's some stuff I've done in the flesh. Let me give you some of my poisonous green gourds. That's what it represents in 2 Kings. The poisonous green gourds, and there was poison in the pot. Let me mix some of my ideas, my opinions, of my Gamaliel, my religious education, in with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, because God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ really don't know what they're doing. I don't trust the river. I don't trust the mind of Christ. I need control. I need something about me to be mixed in with the Holy Spirit. And we mix ourselves with the Holy Spirit, and that's why we're still yet 30-fold and 60-fold. But God's not going to tolerate anyone in 30-fold or 60-fold realms in any Christian leadership ever again. He's transitioning the whole body of Christ into the hundredfold leadership of the mind of Christ, the rainbow of Noah's Ark. And then every animal soul, every unrenewed mind will come in like the days of Noah to the ark of the mind of Christ and the ark of the glory of God. And the hundredfold glory of God will transfigure every carnal mind by metamorphosis into full submission to the authority of God the Father's glory worldwide in Jesus' name. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.